Jill and I, Jill's from Victoria. We are, from this point forward, going to do tape shows that air on Saturdays in Powell River at 90.1 FM. Otherwise, you can um, see this on, you can click on the audio on my website. You can go to YouTube. Uh, we're also on Spotify. Yeah, there's a number of places where oh, we're uh, everywhere. We're everywhere. Let's hope not. That would be scary. And speaking of scary, I have to hit start on my timer so that the show is long enough. Anyway, this episode, episode 132, um, it's going to be on health and well-being in the birth chart. And one can easily argue that the whole chart is about one's health and well-being, and that is actually true. Yeah, so the the sum of the parts have something to say about one's general state of one's health. Um, And astrologers can take a walk into a chart and see health matters with suggestions to achieve the best outcomes. That would be one of them for sure. Um, And the different, there's different um, schools of astrology that, um, you know, have different methods of walking in, but there are a few pieces that are generally accepted as the first place to start looking. Um, and having said that, it's, uh, we're going to actually spend a few episodes on this, but this one, this one this week is about the big overview. So I'll let Jill take that away. Yeah, well, for me, um, so I've been doing astrology uh, 40 years at least, more than that. Anyway, uh, and I've always seen, I mean, it hit me right away. It's a circle, and the circle represents homes, right? Yes. So, yep. so always, and I, I always kind of harp on this when we're doing these, you can't take one piece out and just look at that. You have to look at the whole picture. I mean... You're looking at the parts within, but ultimately it is the whole. Uh-huh. Yes. And so with that perspective, I always I always thought, because I've always had an interest in health and uh, care system that is truly holistic. Uh-huh. Um, so when I started learning body talk, it was like, I found it. Because it, it truly is. You're, you're working with the whole. You're not, you know. And also, I think, you know, it's important to, to differentiate between health <laughs> and what we have is in terms of medicine, you know, because there's a, a medical approach, but I'm talking about health. And I looked up the root words for health, and I thought that was really quite interesting. The old It comes from the old English, meaning wholeness, uh, being whole, sound, or well. And that's from the Proto-Germanic, meaning whole, uninjured, of good omen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and from the Old Norse as well, meaning healthy. The Old English, Old Norse, mean, Norse which was, the, this part's interesting, meaning holy and sacred. Ah, nice. Yeah. 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 And, and I was... And also, um, um, a physical health in Middle English, it, it also meant prosperity, happiness, welfare, preservation, and safety. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's, it's, again, it's, for me, it's not, it's not just about physical health. That's important. Yes. We yeah. are 
we have these arbitrary divisions between physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, but we are all that because yes. we are all, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right? And mm-hmm. the perspective that I bring to not just healthcare as a holistic healthcare practitioner, but to astrology as well. Yeah. So, yeah, and healing, of course, means restoration to health, um, restoration to wholeness. Yeah, exactly. And like you were saying, um, you know, unfortunately, our medical system kind of, um, especially Western medical systems, not so much Eastern or Chinese no. or that, yeah. um, they, they ran down this road um, of, you know, uh, mechanical. And, yeah. and they've even gone so far down that road now that um, whatever the precursor that brought somebody into dis-ease um, really has no factor in the way they approach it. No. No. You know, and and it's true, you know, if you, um, you know, uh, break a leg or something, um, prior conditions or no. typically are, are not part of it. It's true. No. But, um, you know, if, uh, you know, if your stomach is going sideways, then, yeah, there's bound to be some earlier statement, well, yeah. or earlier scenarios that have. Um, force that particular system because yeah from a holistic perspective as with Chinese medicine Ayurveda Uh they don't don't look at disease they look at exactly a state of wholeness and balance right yes if you have perfect balance you have perfect health right and that's not just physical but again emotional mental spiritual as well Those things, those, those aspects are all part of health that need to be in balance. So, so, so much of our modern life is way out of balance. Yes. Yeah. Right? And, and including, yeah, what, what we call medical care. I mean, since Rockefeller took over in 1913 <laughs> and, and was trying to sell drugs, <laughs> it's, it's been very much oriented that way, but it's also become so compartmentalized. Yeah, I think the compartmentalizing, um, and, you know, on one level we can see, you know, uh, you know, a doctor getting involved in medicine because let's say his, you know, his father died of cancer, right? You know, so he's going to get into medicine and he's going to focus primarily on that. Um, and, and that's just a, that's a function of the way society's headspace mindset has gone and which is too bad you know because like you say it we aren't just you know you can't just take that piece without considering all the rest and it hasn't just affected you know our healthcare system it's affected how we treat nature you know it's oh yeah yeah because we are natural beings and we've kind of left that out of the picture yes (laughs) yes nature (laughs)
It's very often people have gotten way out of balance before they yeah. start considering, you know, holistic. Yeah. I need something. I need something to change here. No. So one of the things that um, just before we came on the show here this morning, I was listening. Chris Brennan on the Astrology Podcast has a um, interview with Lee Lehman, and she is a practicing medical astrologer. In so far as um, where she sees astrology and um, and looking at a chart from uh, a health, physical health, but she doesn't exclude all the rest. She doesn't compartmentalize. Um, but she sees it as what is your particular balance. Yes. Right? And so that's what we're going to explore. We're just going to do sort of a big overview today. Um, and so we'll talk about how the ancients looked at it because for many centuries, when um, the uh, Christianity had punted astrology out because, you know, we were uh, taking too much out of their power turf, <laughs> the one place where it didn't get punted um, was in medicine. And, you know, through the, you know, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th century, there were chairs of astrology in universities because they were one of the ways that people who were practicing bringing people into a healing state, they would look at the charts from a humor's perspective. In other words, another way of saying that is, and in Ayurveda they do this too, constitution. And um, and in Chinese they do what's called pulses, right? And so your chart will show um, where your particular balance is could be out or where, you know, like we're not, um, once each individual state of wholeness is not going to be the same as the next person. And, and, it, and it's the balance of the elements. It's the balance yeah. of all the different bits and pieces that make up the whole, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, you know, and, and it's always been for Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, all those ancient ways of doing health, it's always been about, you know, Assessing what the balance is within the body-mind complex, and yeah. how do we reestablish a, a more flow, more harmony, more balance within that? And uh-huh. yeah, that's that's sort of where I've always been too. So yeah, and I think yeah, the chart's a brilliant place to start with that because you are looking at a whole. Exactly. Exactly. All, all that lies within that, and you know, it's not. Yeah, again, there's the. There's a, the different elements, but you've also got the different planets and the different yeah. to one another. How's it, you know? Exactly, it's, exactly. That's why, yeah, like everything else to do with astrology, it is complicated. Yeah. So today I, I put together some graphics, my favorite thing to do, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, although I kind of ran out of creative juice, so they're a little bit blob. <laughs> So uh, what I would recommend, I didn't actually do a JPEG of them. So if you want to capture these, just use your print screen. But we're going to just take a moment and just go through all the happy little pieces. And, um, okay, so obviously this is on my website. And so... 
if you go to uh, www.cardinalastrology.ca and you go to the radio page, which is what I am literally doing on screen for folks. Uh, oops, where am I going? There we are. The astrology of health and healing. Duh. Okay. And just as a reminder so that nobody gets their knickers in a knot, um, astrology is no substitute for seeking professional medical help. Okay, so that's our disclaimer. Whether that be holistic, whether that be Ayurveda, whatever it is that works for you, yeah, we are not a substitute for that. Okay, so I'm actually going to start with the signs because they literally kind of were arranged as if somebody was laying down (laughs) around the circle. So Aries starts with the head. Um, it's also been associated with, um, you know, your face, your brain, brains show up everywhere. I think the only place I've left it in this list is in Aries, but yeah, yeah well, it shows up brain, everywhere. Brain is, a, is a central yeah. system for relating everything, everything related. Yeah, but the, the thing with the brain is the same kind of cells that you find in the brain, you find that in the belly as well. In the heart. Like, yeah, you find brain cells everywhere. We have a brain, we have a brain brain, we have a heart brain, and we have a gut brain. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But th- this is the traditional. So Taurus is the throat, the voice, the neck. Gemini, hands, arms, shoulder, nervous system, lungs. Um, cancer is the breast and stomach. Leo, heart, spine, chest, ribs. Um, Virgo, digestive system, belly. Uh, Libra, skin, moles, acne, kidneys, hips, buttocks, Scorpio, genital organs, and elimination. Uh, Sagittarius, liver, hips, and thighs, Capricorn, joints, knees, skeletal system, teeth, skin, Aquarius, ankles, shins, circulatory system, and Pisces, down to the feet, toes, and lymphatic system. Now, this is just one of the lists that you know, would come out of sort of a standard astrology book. There are specific medical astrology books out there that are going to probably be way more extensive than this. Yeah, and and again, it's that sort of the the sign as a backdrop for, you know, what plant might be in anywhere. Yeah. I've noticed some quite often with Aries on the Ascendant, you might have, you know, a scar on the head or something. Yeah, yeah. And lead with your head, right? <laughs> I think I missed that. Actually, I didn't. Somebody scratched me in the face, but I think that scar is actually gone. Okay, so houses, here we go. Um, and this sort of speaks to, and we're, like I say, we're going to spend a few episodes on this topic. So, the ancients, for sure, they look to the condition of the sign on the first house, the ruler of the sign, um, any planets in the first house, um, and, you know, they ascribe it to the physical body. But we also can find information about uh, blood, the food we eat, diabetes, second house, third house is lungs, asthma, speech, muteness, lisps, and stuttering probably falls in there. Yeah. Uh, fourth house, pregnancy. And this is the, I suspect what they meant by this, is this is the in utero experience. 
and whether or not, you know, there was enough well, nourishment. Uh, well, and also, you know, people think, you know, our experience in life starts at birth, but it... No. When, when I've worked with clients, there's an awful lot of stuff that comes up. Yes. You know, are, we're very aware from conception on of yeah. being there and having experiences and feeling, yeah. knowing what the mother's feeling and that. Yeah. Even if he's on the other side of the world, the kid's tuned into it. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. So, and yeah. so per perish the thought that you were the firstborn because most mothers are just a little nervous with that yeah. first one. <laughs> I'm so glad I was, like, way down the list. <laughs> but anyway. Okay, so the fifth house, heart, obviously. Um, daily health requirements, sixth house. Very important. Um, we will, you know, be spending a lot of time go deeper into this in other sessions, um, looking at what's happening in someone's sixth house. Okay, seventh house, nervous system, brain, spine. Eighth house, sexually transmitted diseases, karmic. Um, ninth house, cerebral, the hemispheres of the brain, I guess. Uh, metabolism, this was interesting. Uh, tenth house, levant circulation of essential nutrients. And the twelfth house, another one where... You want your 12th house to be reasonably happy because <laughs> it's depression, isolation, and, oh, yes, trips to the hospital. Oh, um, yeah, because the 12th house is known for being a place where you get isolated. Yeah, confined. <laughs> and Not whether it's prisons, hospitals, or whatever. It's yeah. In the institution. Yeah, and, and, of course, this is very much focusing on physical. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, when we come to the planets, now I did kind of separate them out a bit. And so, um, like for instance, the ancients, um, if they wanted to know how vital a person was, in other words, you know, is the life force strong in this person, they would get the sun and Mars. Oh, yeah, the sun definitely is your vitality. It's your. Yeah. Like your zest for life kind of thing. It's your, yeah, exactly. It's your heart. Exactly. It's what brings you joy. Yeah. Right? And Mars is, to me, I see Mars as the will to live, right? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and and, and also the energy to do things. It's yeah, and that, and whether or not you've got the, the uh, persistence to work through, let's say, a difficult, either emotional or physical or spiritual, and, and that would be Mars. So Mars. Aries is the will to live, whereas Scorpio is the the ability to persist through a difficult whatever. Whether that well, be, sure, yeah. yeah. It, you know, you're going to have it in a fire sign or a fixed sign, you know, cardinal sign or a fixed sign. It's going to have a different expression. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay, so, uh, so this is what some texts will say about the sun. Okay, so it points to the right eye whereas the moon is the left eye. Uh, the heart of the individual, the skin, the head, the stomach, joints uh, of the in individual. I'm not sure why joints. but No, because that's Saturn. You would think so. But anyway, this is one type. The stomach is, tends to be in the it's cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah there's things that I look at on here and go, mm, not. Yeah, yeah, so... Like I say, these lists that I'm doing are just starting starting points. Um, you know, if this is a field of astrology that you are interested in, then, um, you know, you will go way past this just little 
sample thing that I started with. Okay. And again, when you're dissecting things, you never, you know, you never cover things thoroughly. <laughs> okay. So uh, the moon points to the light, mind, brain connection, lungs, the breast. Also, the heart was in here too. Renal ducts, lymphatic ducts. Uh, yeah, so if it's the moon is being badly aspected, um, it can cause things like asthma, tube feeding, blood-related problems, and sleepiness, whereas with the sun, it was uh, complications, you know, if all of a sudden more than one thing is going wrong. Um, well, it might be have to do with the sun. With your vitality. Yeah, and, and high moon, fever. Moon yeah. being more emotional, it's going to have a different... Yeah, exactly, exactly. So with mercury, of course, it the nervous system. Also here I found the chest, the skin again, gallbladder, arms, hair, uh, lungs. Oh, that would be interesting. Um, yeah, I just thought of one of the scenarios you went through with, that had to do with hair. That yeah. might be, you know, an interesting, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah um, gallbladder, gallbladder is also associated with Saturn. Okay. Okay, uh, so we've got uh, cerebral spinal system, bronchial tubes, ears, tongue, nose, navel, mouth. Uh, during negative things to mercury, it can be muscle pain, chest aches, dizziness, ulcer, and paralysis. Mm. Okay, now these two guys, um, the ancients used to say that if you had Venus-Jupiter conjunction, um, your ability to recover from dis-ease of any variety was like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was downside, considered helpful. <laughs> the downside of Venus Jupiter would be Jupiter's excess. And exactly, exactly. Pleasure loving stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so with Venus, it points to vision, the face of the individuals, genitals, sperm, ovaries, eggs, uterus, light in the eyes. Uh, the glands, kidneys, and the throat. Uh, so negative or unfavorable transits of Venus, uh, impotency, gonorrhea, blood loss, genital diseases, syphilis, etc. Okay, Jupiter points to the thighs, the brain again here, uh, liver, cells um, of the individual, uh, kidneys, uh, and I've seen kidneys actually Can more so with more Venus. More Venus, from what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah. So there the you go. Yeah. Okay. Liver, liver, though, is because it's the largest organ in the body. It's right. That makes. Okay. Good point. Good point. So memory, um, <laughs> the brain, fat, the tongue of the individual. Okay. So negative transits, diabetes, memory problems. Yeah. Actually, yes. Quite often. Um, Venus in aspect, it can be one of one of the things that can show a tendency to diabetes because again you've got that yeah the excess and the not the excess yeah. Of, yeah, of, yeah that makes sense of indul indulging yes okay so even though Mars typically you want a good Mars because that's that will to live um, but Mars can be you know like it's sharp objects and 
Yeah. So, <laughs> Mars points to blood, red blood cells, anal organs, the neck, the genitals again, body's energy level. Um, so, when it's not favorable, Mars, we can get piles, knee troubles, tumor, blood clotting, painful eyes, weak bones, brain yeah. disorders. Inflammation. Yeah, inflammation. Actually, that should be on that list for sure. Inflammation. inflammation. Yeah. Mars, because Mars is, is so hot. I mean, yeah. it's of the yeah. planet. Exactly. Um, with and I think it's I think Mars is also yeah it's also associated with uh, uh, the immune system. So if you are immune compromised, it's like Mars can't do the fight off the bad dudes. Well, it's associated yeah. with rainbows, which is our fight and flight. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, the other thing too is. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, inflammation and yeah, fevers, fevers probably. Fevers and irritation. And irritation, yep, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what do they? Um, yeah, when your joints get inflamed and yeah. Anything with an itis is itis, right? It's an inflammation. Yeah. So yeah. you know, when when there's inflammation, yeah, there's yeah. something going on that again, there's imbalance. Right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Saturn points to basically the whole skeletal system, yes. um, legs in particular, knees. Um, structures, the structures of the body. Yeah, organs was here, vagus nerve was here, joints were here, skin and teeth, hair yeah, again. That it's more the structure of those things than anything else, how they feature in Okay. Okay. Yep. right? Our cells are solid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. so muscle weakness, blindness, air problems, and so on. Now, the yeah. other one that was... as well. Okay, obstruction. Yeah, anything that says stop. If it's blocked. If, if it's blocked, block, yes. It's yes. likely, you know... A Saturn thing. Yeah. It can be. I mean, be. all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. But interesting, in Chinese medicine, they say that if there's stagnation, there's pain. If there's pain, there's stagnation. Okay, good point. Good point. So that would point to Saturn, because Saturn is slow. Yeah. Yeah, well, and Mars Saturn uh, might give an indication yeah. of inflammation in the joints. You know, again, you know, yes, the combinations are important. So the other one that I found mentioned um, was Rahu and K2, but more K2, the south node. The south yeah. node contacts can be um, just really not helpful in one's overall health and well-being. But yeah, and I think probably there's some epigenetic stuff going on when you're dealing with south node. Yeah, with, you know, which is stuff we've basically inherited from our ancestors. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so you. These three lists are just meant to be a jumping off point. Um, and modern yeah. planets have an influence as well in terms of. Yes, health. exactly. Uranus, exactly. Um, Uranus with, as well as Mercury, the nervous system. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. um, Uranus is very electrical. Yes. Yeah, or sudden, like a sudden. Coming down with something it's suddenly, that kind of stuff would would might be a, a Uranian thing because it's yeah spasms that kind of thing yeah um, and Neptune I mean Neptune one of the meanings of Neptune is poisons and stuff so yes poison oh good point yes 
toxicity in the body, and again, that can be physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. Exactly, exactly. The other thing that Neptune can do is point towards self-sabotage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it also makes, I mean, we'll look at my daughter's chart later, but it it also often points to uh, difficulty in diagnosing things because it's vague. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. And yeah, so that, yeah. Well, and, and that's me, you know, you mentioned that. Um, that's actually my MO. I have uh, Neptune in the 12th, and I don't know how many times where I've, you know, gone in and, you know, something happened and they run a bazillion tests and then they look at me and they go, yeah, we have no idea. Yeah, no. <laughs> what her, do you mean you don't have any? Idea? But her Neptune's in the city. Yeah. And, and the other thing with that is that just as we I did, when we think of the second eight as sort of the money axis. The six twelve is kind of the health axis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the first house and the moon. Um, the ancients in particular, um, they always, they considered the moon to be uh, another definite indicator of the system. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and really it is because we store our emotions in, in the body itself. Yes. Yeah. Right? That's where the emotions live. <laughs> in the cells of our bodies. So it's very much a physical thing. I think we can give you the opportunity to see just what it looks like when a person gets a chart up and they walk into it from this point of view. And Jill is going to just double check on the sharing thing. There we go. Now you can share. Yay. Yeah, so this is one of your daughters. Yes, it is. Okay, so that 
take her away. Yeah, so again, so looking at just quickly, you see she's got Gemini rising and Sun in Virgo. So Mercury is going to be important. Yes. Mercury is very tightly conjunct Mars. They are in the same degree, not the same minute, but the same degree. They are what we call intercepted in Libra, because Libra is not on the cusp of any house. Right. So it's... So you might want to just sort of flesh that out a bit for people. Yeah, so when you have an intercepted sign, which this is, then it's the planets that are in there, it's like they're kind of almost locked in room, <laughs> you know, without the door. <laughs> ah, yes. Because the doorways are the cusps of that, the houses, and when you have this on the cusp of if you have houses, they're going custom and it's intercepted in there. So, you know, and house relates to childhood. You know, that sort of thing. Creativity as well, and she's very creative. All the rest, but, um, yeah, I think a lot of stuff. So, the sun is in the fourth house, and these are all in the fifth. And I think early life, when you've got planets in those houses, you know, well, very much affected by our childhoods, but for some people it seems more. Yes, imprinting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, wouldn't that fourth house also point towards um, epigenetic scenarios? Yeah, yeah. I think it's pro- And the interesting thing too is that Sun is actually on the midpoint of Jupiter Neptune. Oh, okay. Or in the six, Jupiter's in the twelfth, Neptune's right. in the sixth. Again, we're in that health axis. Virgo is the natural ruler of the sixth house of health. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so to me that's like, ah. Yes, so, and and it is uh, in some, uh, you know, commentaries on health that, you know, if the sun um, could be weakened by a contact from Neptune. Now, this is quite wide. It's a six-degree square. Um, but it, you know, you would, you would know if it's had any, any, any kind of impact. Well, as I say, you know, they never know what, they can never label what's wrong with her. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that same. If she yeah. has health issues, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's difficult to. to magnify, you know. Mm-hmm. So, being that it's on the midpoint of those two, and, and that those two are in the, the houses that tend to be very much about health. Yeah. Uh, Jupiter in general, in the 12th, you know, that will have a lot to do with her beliefs. And, that really and I would think also how well she manages that Mercury-Mars combination. Yeah, yeah, I was going to come to that, but ah. the Jupiter in, in Gemini in the 12th, Again, it's like the unconscious. The twelfth is also the unconscious, right? Yes. So, yeah. and and the old astrologers called the twelfth house the house of self undoing, because what's there we don't see it. Yeah, the individual other, themselves. Other people might see it because it's above the horizon, but we don't. It's kind of behind us. It's like a psychic closet. <laughs> so it's the unconscious, and that yeah. can trip us up, right? Yeah. So any tendency to overdo or overthink. Right. Yeah. Gemini rising and Mercury tomorrow. <laughs> I think she's oriented to thinking a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, analyzing, that would be the vital component. So, getting the nervous system fired up, Mercury conjunct Mars, can be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and complicating it is that she has Moon conjunct Pluto, also yes. in, in Yeah. And Moon Pluto is a very intense aspect because you're dealing with the emotions. Yeah. And Pluto makes anything intense. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. Uh, but in Libra, that's not going to be easily accessed because it's a mental sign. Yeah. So she's got a very strong mental nervous system orientation. Right. So would you call that um, a constitution thing? Yeah, and I think, yeah, she's very, she's very thin. Right. Very thin and wiry. Yeah. And, um, like, unlike most people who complain about trying to lose weight, she has trouble putting weight on. Right. Right. And she's, you know, she has a gut issues, which, you know, yeah. Unreal stomach. Yeah. And I think Pluto is thought to be, um, Pluto rules the system. Scorpio. Yeah, exactly. But I think Pluto context, I was reading that it, um, it makes something, if it's doing, you know, if the health is impacted by Pluto, it makes it a, a long haul to figure it out oh, yeah. or to make it, yeah. you know, to, like, say, bring it back to wholeness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and it's, uh, because, as I said, the moon junk, it's, it's, it's deep emotional stuff, uh-huh. which, being that it's Libra and she, her, her, my, her mind is just much more engaged than the emotional nature. Right, right. And now uh, I'm just noticing that, you know, that, that Libra circuit and then the south node, which is also considered a difficult aspect. Um, and it, although it is trying to the sun, which is better than squares, um, but it's, it's us, or it's ruled by that Venus. And Venus is sitting there all by herself. Yeah, she has, yeah, she has a sending. That, that, well, that helps. That's that cannot, you know, that can be somewhat unhelpful because it's a yeah. aspect. Um, in that, it tends to make things, you know, Saturn rules time. So, again, as with Pluto, it can, you know, indicate chronic-y type stuff. Yeah. And um, then, and then seeing your light shine with Saturn there, it's almost like I better not do that with Saturn and Leo, at least. And and yet it's like in the house of communication, so well, exactly. that's awkward. Well, especially with Mercury Mars conjunction. Yeah, I mean, we she's, want to speak out. He's very yeah. articulate a lot today, but Saturn in third is going to make that. A little more challenging, and you have to say it nicely. Yes. Oh, yes. so I know what Mars and Libra is like. What do you mean I have to make it fair? Yeah. Well, exactly. And she, you know, so she has a very lot of emotional stuff around things being fair. Yes. Moon, Pluto, and Mars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mercury conjunct all in. But um, yeah, but I think again when she's very young. Expressing things, you know, again, Saturn challenge. Yeah, would have made that difficult. Yeah. And it squares your normal axis too, which is. Uh huh. Yeah. The other thing, um, 
to point out here is that Mercury, Mars, Libra is in conjunct Chiron, which is at the south node. And Chiron is another thing I certainly like out when it comes to the health. Yes, which is something that the ancients, of course, would not have had no. access to. No, yeah. but, in, but modern astrology, we talk about Chiron and the around Chiron, he was the wounded healer. He had a wound. He, yeah. he could help others with healing. He was great with that. But he couldn't heal his own. Yeah. So that's very much the, the sort of uh, theme of Chiron chart. And it's in an in-conjunct with Mercury Mars. And an in-conjunct itself is actually an aspect of a health aspect in the sense that it's not like an opposition where you can see clearly what's going on. It's, you know, right. houses that have nothing in common. Yeah. Or signs that have nothing in common. And so it's it's like an irritation. Like it's not big enough to really deal yes. with it. Not in your face, like a square and an opposition. But it's and it's just kind of it's an aspect of adjustment. You're always feeling trying to adjust to something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So tends to be seen in modern astrology as a health aspect. Right. And she only has one in conjunction, but it is Chiron. And it's going to oh, yeah, no, that's the important one. Yeah, and yeah. it is ruler of her chart. Mercury. Yeah. And it rules her Sun and Venus as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no, this is kind of very much tied into, um, you know, like you were saying, keeping a balance. And um, Venus, Venus yeah. is actually in a mutual reception with Mercury. Yeah. They are in each other's signs. Yeah. Venus and Virgo, Mercury and Venus. So that, in theory, might, might be helpful? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a, it's a complicated picture, as, as, as any chart is. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. Um, but, yeah, and so, as I say, Always had a you know history of <laughs> doctors never know anything. Yeah, we haven't got a clue. I, I I feel her pain. Let her know. Yeah, I'm June in the sixth as well. well and conjunct the north a little there uh-huh. is um you know with the nerve it happens to affect the nervous system, right? So her nervous system is very wired. Like one one would be safe to say that. Very, yeah. So there's a lot going on, you know, whether she shows or not. Yeah. 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 So it affects me. But again, that's where the mental and emotional and spiritual things all come together because they all influence how yeah. our physical um, system is going to. Balance and keep balance. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and the chart itself is, you know, got so much weight under the horizon. Yes. That that, you know, in itself says there's a lot kinda of going on, you know, below the surface. Yeah. Right. So making it more difficult to kinda of get it. Right? Yeah, like it's deeper, it's like the Pluto conjunction. It's it's deep, it's complex, it's hard to figure out. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough chart from that perspective, I think. Yeah. You know, so, you you also have brought a solar revolution to this. And 
So what we can say, too, a little at the chart from specific angle, is, you know, one isn't out of bounds in theory for most all of the time, but occasionally life will throw, you know, curls that really Because as a very, very small child, she was always laughing. Always yep. You know, she was just uh, really upbeat. But she did go through a lot of bullying and stuff in uh, okay. school. And, yeah. She's but, but she wasn't she wasn't a small child. Not when she was little. Right. No. She, yep. she tended to be good. Yeah, and I would I would chalk that up to that uh, mutual reception between Venus and Mercury, you know, helping out. Yeah, yes, Venus, <laughs> Venus, even though Venus is majorly fallen there, but um, yeah, but the vitality I would say is yeah, you know, the difficulties came later, more when you know. I guess mostly into high school. Okay. Because, you know, again, that's where you're dealing with other people. I mean, even in elementary school, she got bullied and stuff. The other thing, this Gemini rising and such a heavy Mercury Mars thing going on, she is gay. And so, actually, she's non binary. Yes. Get get our pronouns straight. We are we are learning. So again, um, so again, that certainly exacerbated the social issues in school. Yes. Yeah. She didn't. You know, she got along probably with the boys than with the girls. She was never. She was never the fruit fruit girl. <laughs> never. Um. But, you know, so again, our environment very much affects our state of balance and well-being. So a chart like this today, in theory, because our society is way more accepting of differences, it may not, you know, it may have been a little easier. Yeah. So that, that nurture but, yeah, and the other thing was her, her son in Virgo was that being on, on the midpoint of Jupiter during Neptune. Uh, uh, she experienced her dad, I think, is really difficult and the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, except <laughs> she looks so much like him. Uh, yeah. Her body shape and her face and everything. Well, and see, that would make sense with the, the genetic fourth house thing. The sun is there, right? Yeah. So the bleed through from his, his genetic history. Yeah. 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 So, so interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, that's, uh, so what did you see in the solar return for this well, year? Well, I can bring that one up. Um, and you do it as a dual wheel? So I can. You can. We can do that. Yeah. That's not what that, that works. Oh, oh, oh no, that combines. <laughs> yeah. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put the solar return on her natal chart first. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and of course, it has to be. if you're caught up in you know something like this current Saturn Uranus square, um, sometimes these energies they, they impact people specifically. Well, and also other planets aspecting with that. Uranus conjunction other planet stuff. Um, the other thing is, personally, she's got uh, solar return in Virgo. Wearing her ascendant. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So challenging stuff from this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And conjuncts, you know, they've got, yeah. they've got, well, Saturn's Saturn, Saturn too, which is doing this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, again, a counting like. So, yeah. That, that's what I'm hoping to see a better next year coming up in August. Or, but, uh, yeah. 11th house is. Uh, Easier. Um, yeah. So this one. Actually, you just have to get next. Jupiter together. Um, that might help. Might help a little. Yeah. 
Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation, and from the community Gazette radio station. Um, you are listening, obviously, to Astrology Today, and this month, um, or this week, pardon me, pardon me um, is the May forecast, and we are taping it in Victoria. Um, and I sunny have Victoria. sunny Victoria, which <laughs> is attempting to warm up, like hopefully the yes. rest of the province is. Yes. Um, and of course, I have my co-host and we're in her lovely little apartment doing this show. And I have to hit start, which I just did. Yay. Okay. 
So the month of May is going to feel very different than the month of April. Um, and things are going to slowly ramp up, which is kind of nice, I think. Well, I think they started ramping up with that that full moon in April with the yes. square to Pluto. Which is happening kind of, tomorrow. It was, it was kind of it was kind of like a warm-up for the eclipses that start That's tomorrow. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So I think the sort of and I think eclipses also you feel them coming for a month and then you feel them six months from the time yes, they yes, they so do set a tone. They have a long, yeah, yeah, life yeah. shelf life. So ah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, you know, I think we started it feeling in feeling it in April, but it's going to get oh, more yeah. ramped up. Now. Yeah, and part of the reason for that is we have a series of planets because we've had quite a cluster in Pisces. Um, and fortunately, they all aren't going to jump into Aries immediately. Mm. Um, first, we have Venus, then we have Jupiter. And then by the end of the month, though, we have Mars, who is totally happy in Aries because yes. it's one of his rulerships. He'll jump into the fray as well. And so we're going to leave behind the primordial soup, which is Pisces. Um, and leave Neptune to its own device. Yes, yes, exactly. Bid farewell to Neptune um, and um, all the inherent confusion and yeah. pit fairy dust. And we'll have different confusion because Mercury will turn retrograde. Exactly. That is the other piece that's <laughs> happening. So we've got big eclipses. We've got the movement from Pisces to Aries. Yeah, there's yeah. there's lots to, for us to talk about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Interesting one. I'm very interested. interested. Yeah. So for those who are listening to the radio, if you want to go to www.cardinalastrology.ca under the radio tab, episode 131, you can follow along with some of the charts. Um, but what I am going to put up first, just to start to take us through this month, is uh, this is a program called Solar Fire, and Jill has it as well as myself. And on this program, we can do what's called animate, which is interesting. So what we have here is the 1st of May, which is on Sunday, but overnight, depending on where on the planet you're, you know, listening to this from, the first eclipse will have happened. And um, here on the West Coast, um, you know, this is noon on the 1st. It's already passed. We can see it here. Um, I back and the show. Yeah, actually, we could. Yeah, I could just do the hours here and quickly back it up. Quickly? Maybe not. <laughs> it takes a moment or two by the hour. I should have done a whole day. Yeah, because we are back on the 30th. Yeah, so here on the West Coast, it was actually early yeah. on Saturday. That's yeah, actually, just as our show will be ending yes. is when the eclipse hits. And so here we can see that the tenor has <laughs> been this whole Pisces smash up. And that is a very specific vibe. Primordial soup is one way of putting it. Well, um, it's also, but it's also a very, um, like, it's great for creativity. Oh, totally. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it has its positive expression, yeah. um, the spiritual aspect, the yeah. creative aspect, yep. the, you know, the imagination and, and big dreams. You know? Yes. And, yeah. and wanting to put those into action with, well, or, I mean, Venus as ruler of Taurus. Yes. Make it concrete. Concrete. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and it is Venus's exaltation. And so as we came into this eclipse, of course, we had that the ultimate of good time combinations, Venus, Jupiter. Um, a minute from. Here. Yeah, exactly. And, what, <laughs> and what's amazing in my own experience with charts, people that are born with this Venus, Jupiter, if you ever want to be around somebody who truly knows how to enjoy life. Mm. Yeah, it's Venus, Jupiter people. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we've got this vibe. And Mars is in Pisces. It's not mm -hmm. part of that grouping yet, but it is actually sextiling our, our, our the eclipse. eclipse, which is kind of good as we're talking about putting that big dream into action. Yes. Mars says, I'm in Pisces. I'm, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that would be a positive expression of Mars. Exactly. We'd be taking that dream and acting on it and connecting yep. with that Taurus energy to make it concrete. Exactly, exactly. So as we move forward into the month, and we'll just go quite quickly here, just so that I can demonstrate, um, you know, by the, ooh, what is it, the second or even the first, the second, we have Venus will leave that Pisces configuration. And even though there is a mutual reception between Mars and Venus, um, from a Hellenistic point of view, they don't actually see each other. And so, but that there will be this operative. So like Joe was saying, you know, if you've got the vision and the will, which would be the Mars, um, then Venus is now all on board to boldly go because mm. this is Aries, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. And you've still got Mars sextiling Sun and Uranus. So yes, exactly. Again, like, ooh, yeah. Let's, yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. just break the mold. Yeah, something new. So then we move to, I think it's about the 10th um, that then we, you know, so further into the month, Jupiter um, leaves Pisces and there will be many folks who go, oh, come back, come back. <laughs> but it, the boldly. And so, of course, whenever you put Jupiter into something, it's going to add the over, the extra, the bigger, the better. Um, and so action now just starts to, I suspect, energetically, we will really notice this one. Well, yeah, and Jupiter Jupiter is um, pursuing the truth. And, and it's just, it's and adding, really, it's adding pizzazz oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and yeah. go for it kind and of. And it's sextiling Mercury, which is just turning mm -hmm. retrograde. So again. Well, it turned retrograde a while back or a little Well, bit. but it, yeah, it is. We'll, we'll as, add the, we'll as add it the goes retrograde. in there. It is, it is, you know, it's not a square, it's a sextile, which again will. Yes. Enhance. Yes, exactly. The effect. So, and then by the end of the month, We've got two things that are very important. <laughs> One is the actual conjunction between uh, Mars, Neptune, mm. um, and one astrologer called this sacrificial, and I went, oh, oh, something might be sacrificed mm -hmm. at that time. But then, okay, then we get the full embodiment at the end of the month when Mars trips into Aries as well. And of course, immediately it's going to catch up with Jupiter. And so this was May the 26th. So there's that, this big overview of shifting, mm -hmm. you know, from Pisces to Aries. And then as Jill pointed out, of course, right at the beginning of the month, just to make it more entertaining, I swear sometimes the universe just gets me all confused. It's like, why are you adding 
the second retrograde of Mercury. And that happens at what's interesting is look at what degree it is going to station on. Oh, what happened? Oh, I'm going the wrong way. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Those who are watching on the on the oh actually that's when the shadow started the shadow started so the shadow starts on the same degree that it's going to station and it stations on the eclipse degree when it turns to go back okay so it does go retrograde here okay may the 9th so that's just as jupiter is about to so as you were saying, it uh, mm -hmm. it will be in that sextile with Jupiter. So they're kind of it's called a mutual reception. Yes, exactly. Mercury will be backing up while Jupiter's going forward, so they're moving towards that sextile in a hurry because yeah, Jupiter and Aries. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So those you know you got your eclipses, you got your change in tenor. Um, yeah, so let us go to and throughout we've got Saturn pretty much squaring that yeah the, nodal axis the nodal axis exactly that doesn't change a whole lot uh -huh. in the month so that is true that is true okay so um, what are some of the themes we can look at with Aries just as a reminder for people um, so things just go faster um, mm -hmm. I, I have to laugh one of the astrologers mentioned. Uh, people eating fast and in my little hand slowly went up and I went. <laughs> I'm usually always the first one done mm. eating. Yes. And I have been told that I will pay for this. And I'm now 68 years old and it doesn't seem to have bothered me all that much. <laughs> but it is so um, Mars ruling Aries is the fast, the sprint, whereas Mars and Scorpio is the long game. So and, and I think at this stage because mars is still in pisces it hasn't really got going no no not so, till the end of the month does so it crack the whip? jupiter gets in there and it ramps up a little bit but when mars gets in there it's like oh, okay yeah now now no holds barred at no. the end of the month yeah okay so um so obviously then the you know right at the beginning as she tries to move her notes down just so that we have some sort of um we have venus as she is um heading into um let's just back this up so as she's about to make her transition of course she will have come off this weekend um, a wonderful little sextile with Pluto. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is a romantic deep dive that's available this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, she, but, and, she and Jupiter both. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They are um, pulling on that uh, final degrees of uh, uh, Pluto in Capricorn. And of course, this would also be uh, from the US chart, um, the huge negotiating or uh, sable rattling that Biden is doing vis-a-vis -vis oh, the yes. Ukraine yes. thing, yes. right? This yes. will be part of that action. And with, with so much Piscean energy, it's hard to know, you know, what to believe about what's going on. Oh, well, exactly, exactly. It's, so things are not clear. Anything you hear, just take it with grains, of, large grains of salt, maybe <laughs> lumps of salt. There you go. Because, yeah, Pisces and particularly with Neptune still in there. Oh, yeah, totally. And these totally. guys having been so close to it, it's like, mm, it's hard to trust anything that you hear. 
Okay, so with Venus's change into Aries, so what the what Venus will be sort of like pointing things at in terms of value, okay, is the spectacle of individual power, okay, mm. because that's that's that Aries thing, right? Mm. Uh, the sun is exalted in Aries, so the look at me and what it is I'm doing. So big posturing is going to be possible. Yeah. Um, but what came to my mind was we appreciate the value of, let's say, for our age group, I'm sure it's somebody else for the younger age group. This is when we wish Jenna was here. I'm thinking of Brad Pitt in Spartacus. Hmm. <laughs> Being the Venus in Aries kind of signature. Hmm. Yeah, where it's this you know, the epitome of um, what, how would you put that? The boldly go where, you know, yeah. where life leads you and, and the value of that. The value well, yeah, of that, this is Venus. You know, we've also got Eris, which is in there for a very long time. But yeah. she is a, she's a warrior god. Exactly. So right. when Venus catches up to her, yeah. we could see women really kind of yeah. take yeah. a moment yeah. in, in um, yeah. uh, being, yeah, highly visible. Yeah. So Good. I think, I think Good. Venus yes. moving into Aries will, will emphasize that, that Eris in mm -hmm. Aries, which is still, it's doing its very long protracted yes. square to Pluto. So very long. <laughs> Yes, exactly. They're both both out there, Pluto's trans mm -hmm. Neptunian planets. Okay, so the next thing that I noted, May 3rd, so this is only, uh, you know, like two days later, we get um, that Jupiter actually coming into the exact sextile to Pluto. And what came to my mind is uh, what spiritual power download over this past month of April mm -hmm. uh, do we see coming out, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like, can we see the power of the shift that is required in uh, for, you know, Well, and humankind? it's almost like Jupiter's powering up before moving into, into Aries. Exactly. You know, exactly. so it's carrying yeah. that, that vision, because Jupiter and Neptune yep. combined are a big vision. That's right. Carrying that vision forward with the power of Pluto, which is very deep, powerful. Yes. So, yeah. And wanting to make it concrete because well, nothing's more concrete than Capricorn. That is true. So, well, other than maybe Taurus. Well, Taurus, and, and everything's speeding yeah, towards Taurus yeah, to make it even more Taurus concrete. Taurus is, is earthy, earthy, but it's not rock like. True, true. You yes. Know, We're talking me, Capricorn for me, Mountain. For yes. me, Capricorn is concrete. It's like, you know, yes. that's the rock. Right. Yes. Uh, yes. Whereas Taurus is the earth, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So yeah, they yeah. are different qualities because yeah, yeah. Eric Tar Capricorn is, is cardinal. So it's yep. wanting to achieve, whereas Taurus is more laid back. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the long haul. Yeah. It's the yeah. I will get to the top and get it done. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that staying power, yes. which, yeah, is a very needed quality. And, and with that, that uh, Jupiter Pluto. Uh, sextile. We've also got Sun conjunct Uranus. Uranus. So exactly. Again. Yeah, that was my very next point. Yes, See, this on is my happy list. Yeah, this is um, yeah, very powerful energy. Yeah, and, and so um, shocking revelations that have some power behind them. Well, and Mars is sextiling that Sun Uranus. Yes, like they're in the same degree. So yeah, powerful and yeah, so this is and energized with that yeah. Mars energy. 
And this is your Wednesday. So keeping this in mind, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if things are a bit, uh, yeah, like intense. Well, I say. and they might be emotionally intense on Wednesday as the moon squares Neptune and... And, and squares Jupiter, and, squares Jupiter. and in conjunction, yeah. So the moon's adding to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's yeah, yeah. it's transitory. It's quick, but it if you you know especially if it's hit, if you have you know mutable signs, late mutable signs highlighted. Exactly. You'll feel it. Yes. Oh yeah, you will feel it. Yeah. Now our next uh, moment that we need to really take pains to pay attention to is of course we're coming to that final moment where you know jupiter leaves pisces and most people will go back 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 i like that sweet gentle energy um we have that mercury station and, and we also had venus um, on the sextile to mercury right before it station yeah so yeah you know, in that pile of yeah, yes, <laughs> exactly, oh, exactly. So, just a reminder for folks about Mercury retrogrades, which you know, apparently out in the cultural zeitgeist, most people are fairly familiar familiar with the redo, recapitulate, re. You just add re to everything, and you smile at every missed appointment, late coffee. Um, if you're uh, waiting for a bus or a ferry, take a book. Um, yeah, take a book. Exactly. Yeah. All of those kinds of good things. Now, with it stationing in Gemini, um, if you're not sure about what somebody has said and and or meant, just ask them to repeat it. Particularly, yeah. on, I think on this day, as you observe, the moon is moving through Leo. Yes. So it's going to trigger that Uranus, Sun, and the nodes in Saturn. Yeah. Um, you know, so that can be pretty intense emotional stuff. Yes, it could be literally on this is May. And, it, and it'll be in conjunct Pluto and... and yeah. So whoever, yeah, whatever guys. child is coming in this day, yeah. it will be an some challenges. <laughs> yeah, some, an entertaining challenge to, to whoever is born yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I just want to flesh it out. So typically Mercury is retrograde for three weeks. Um, it goes, it stations to turn direct on the eclipse degree of Taurus on May the 16th. Okay, so that's your time frame from the 10th to the 16th. Yep. And, or no, June the 3rd, pardon me, June the 3rd. What am I saying? No, but um, it will be the eclipse degree. Yeah. So again, it just, anytime anything hits that degree, it just, yeah. you know, it yeah. brings it up again. Exactly. The energy. Exactly. Yeah. And so the, the shadow of that was actually yesterday. Hmm. Um, well, the, yeah, the, no, today's the 29th. So the day I came down, Wednesday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now on the, so then of course, the very next day, Jupiter now is, has fully left Pisces behind, is in Aries um, on the 11th. And um, at the same time, the sun is catching up to a conjunction with the nodes. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and she's also, you know, coming up to the sextile to Neptune. So on one level, we've got, you know, things are starting to pick up speed because of, you know, the two benefics. So to start things, um, there will be configurations within this, the next couple of days, which will be a bonus point for people starting stuff mm -hmm. um, before Mars gets in there and, and could kind of make it go sideways. Um, 
you know, you can start, you might not want to sign all the contracts until after the middle of June, mm -hmm. but you could have, you know, sort of, you know, the first grand opening or. Well, and preparing. Yeah. Doing your research. I'm Mercury yeah. and Gemini. Perfect time to do your research. If yeah. you're planning something, make sure you're dotting all the, all the D's and cross crossing all the eyes <laughs> there you go i i um, usually do it backwards that's like that. mercury in yeah exactly exactly um make sure you know that you've done your due diligence and looked yeah. deeply at everything so that you are ready to launch when it does turn direct you know that's yeah. what the retrograde time is really good for yeah but to, to <laughs> go i have this idea Yes. You've got both benefits in Aries before Mars gets there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A big yes. Yes. Um, and, and also as the sun goes through there, it's going to square Saturn. That's part of that. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. So it will be, again, we're never all that far from the ongoing Saturn-Uranus square. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's just the huge backdrop. And of course, with the eclipses in the fixed signs yeah it's and and later in like october uh, november uranus and saturn will be very close to yes to just about to, to an exact square yeah, again they'll yeah. they'll go exact to the degree yeah. not to the minute but they will be back to ooh, yeah that yeah. crunch time exactly so. so some of the key words that you might keep in mind with uh jupiter as it goes into aries because it will briefly dip back into pisces yeah. but then we'll get a full year um next year of it being in aries and this is so while it was in pisces that's the type of energy where you go for the the spiritual teacher yes whereas when it's in aries this is coaching for action yeah Okay. Um, the only downside here is somebody mentioned you could get brave and or stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> again, it's like to boldly go, oh, you mean I was supposed to put the parachute on first? <laughs> well, so to me, it's almost like Mars hanging back with Neptune for a bit is reminding us not to forget that spiritual piece. Oh, exactly. Right. Yes. It's, it's yeah. wanting to bring that forward when it moves into Aries, I think. Let's hope so. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So then we have, of course, on the 16th, we have our, our second eclipse, uh, which we talked about. So if you want to hear more about our take on that, it was the last episode, episode 130, in which you know, we point out how many people have very interesting connections to this. You have the chart though for that. Yes, we do. We could stop the share and pull up that chart. You just could do that. We could. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. here it is here. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, there's the Queens connected to this. Joe Biden's connected to this. Trudeau. Uh, Trudeau is connected to this. The um, U.S. is connected. No, totally connected big into time. this. Big time. Yeah. Um, and what is makes this even more wild is the very fact that Mars and Neptune are now kissing. Now, um, in listening to some other astrologers waxing eloquently on this, uh, they some of them talk about it being like the, the ultimate act of sacrifice. Okay, mm -hmm. you know, where someone gives their life for another person. 
Um, well, sacrifice and, and martyrdom. And, yes, martyrdom. And rescuing are all themes of yes. Neptune and Pisces, really. They're themes that are... Yeah, and putting Mars there, you're going to get the action for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. If we're drowning, let's save ourselves here. Yes, exactly, exactly. So the other thing, though, with Jupiter now in Aries, it is possible for people to lose the plot line hmm. if they're not careful, right? You know, you've got to keep that, um, uh, you know, what, what direct, it's interesting because I've been using this expression, hmm. getting the arrow pointed in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting, very important. interesting too, because I mean, Mars and Neptune are kind of sextiling Pluto. Yeah, they're also sextiling the uh, the Sun and trining the Moon uh, at this and the node mm -hmm. at that eclipse. So, yeah, it's sort of being wanting to incorporate into the eclipse energy and and bring that you know spiritual warrior or whatever yes. energy into that yeah. intense, you know, eclipse, which is squaring Saturn, which is, you know, kind of a, yeah, it the, is the systems that are not working <laughs> <laughs> that need to be changed. Yeah. Upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see now. So one of the, another point that was pointed out about this is when you've got the handoff between Pisces and Aries. And I've often thought that the dividing, like there's, there is a dividing line between subsequent signs, right? Mm -hmm. And some of them, you know, you can see a smoother transition than others, but I think the Pisces Aries one is probably one of the most, um, I don't know, not dramatic. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's like you go from, from being totally connected on every possible energetic level to completely action-oriented. Well, I think- Such I a think, contrast. I think, well, I think there's always a contrast between adjoining signs yeah. because they yeah, are totally there always is. They're yeah. different elements, different modalities. Yeah. But when you come to Pisces and Aries, you've got the most yin of the yin. Yes. Pisces and the most yang, yang. of the yang. Exactly. So exactly. I think that's probably why it's so intense. And also it's the end of a cycle, beginning of another. That Jupiter yeah. on zero degrees. Yep. That's the world axis. On the world axis. And yep. that's always significant. You know, and when Mar yep. Mars gets there, that too will be significant because it's it's new beginning, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, we, it's an arbitrary division, you know, the end of the yeah. cycle, beginning of the cycle in terms of the Zodiac, but, but only arbit arbitrary in terms of the, of, um, that we base it on the, the, the solstices. Well, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. So and not entirely, arbitrary. Not, not entirely arbitrary, yeah. but, <clears throat> and therefore, again, that's part of the intense shift mm -hmm. there. But uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, I mean, because a circle doesn't have a beginning and an end, which is what I True. Meant, okay. meant, gotcha. By, gotcha. meant by that, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's a cycle more than a circle. Yeah. So yes, we're spiraling instead of, you know, yes. nature does things in spirals, not circles. It does. Uh, yeah. So, does. so yeah, I think that's part of why that's so mm -hmm. significant. And so the handoff, this is what one astrologer was pointing out, is that you can't have both hands in Pisces, if you're going to grasp yeah. forward into the future, you've yeah. actually got to let go and 
get that momentum going. Yeah, it was Pisces. Yeah. It's kind of let go and let God. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. And and you can't just wait for something to happen with Aries. Yeah. Aries is no, you're you're making the stuff happen. And you have that trine between Sun and Pluto at this at this stage, yeah, because we're coming to the end of the Taurus. Um, yes. You know, like. Yeah, it's it's interesting because this the, the sun is doing did Taurus with only Mercury, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't always the case. Um, and you know, so just as the sun is going to ingress into Gemini, of course, Mercury is going to degress back yeah, exactly. into Taurus, which is yeah, they're going to wave at each other as they pass, as yeah. they go by. Yeah, yeah, and again, that's again, there's a lot of shifting going on. And the other thing I think at this particular time is we've got a lot of planets nearing the end of their signs yes in the next yeah. few couple of years really. well yeah that too the especially the big so, outer planets yeah well exactly yeah. i mean they're the ones yeah. we notice the most right so we've got pluto and saturn and neptune and and uh, you know they're they're all going to yeah and right now you're honest even though um, you know, he looks like he's just in the middle of the sign, but he is now starting to break new ground. Like he's going to get all the way up to, I think, close to 20 um, before he hits his retrograde again this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. he's covering new ground. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, he's going to back up and meet up with the sun and at the, uh, you know, the lunar eclipse. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's going to be yeah, an interesting time. So yeah. Yes. To say the least. Okay, so May 17th is the moment when Mars does conjoin Neptune. Um, And so keep in mind that we've got that Mercury is retrograde. Okay, so... The other thing we have with this is is that Venus-Chiron conjunction. Yes. You know, so Chiron is often about healing old wounds, you know, so again... Or the making of new wounds. Well, it can be. Yeah. yeah. But, well, obviously it does. With, right? with, it, yeah. I mean, there's it, new people on the planet all the time. Absolutely. So. <laughs> absolutely. But yeah. with Venus there, you know, I, I guess love is a, a cure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right? Well, it's love and understanding. Love in action. Love in action. Well, compassion exactly. Compassion in action. Yes. Um, yeah. Or he or what will help heal. Yeah. Right? And with the the you know as it's catching up to Eris, um, you know nobody gets to be forgotten in terms of what healing needs to happen. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with that Neptune Mars conjunction, um, you know we're also hoping that um, we don't get caught up in the fog right? Mm. That the action is coming from people's spiritual center. And um, yeah. Well, the good thing about it is when it's close to exact like that, it doesn't have hard aspects. It has sex studies. So that is true. It does give opportunities for putting that spiritual action. Yes. And using the power of Pluto and the energy of the sun and the, the nodes. Yeah. Good, good noticing. Yeah. I like that. Yes, that does it help. It doesn't have totally. obstacles. I mean, the, yeah. the oppositions and the, and the squares can be obstacles, which isn't a bad thing because when we overcome them, we're stronger. But in, in this particular, in this particular case, case yeah. <laughs> I think it's a helpful thing that yeah. they are sextiling those planets. Exactly. Exactly. I would agree. Okay. So in the retrograde phenomena of Mercury, we do get the sun as it's exactly going into Gemini conjunct Mercury, which is so 
this would be a day that um, if it's an important conference, if it's an important communication moment in your life, you're going to want to write it down, ask somebody else to read it. You're going to want to say, okay, this is what I hear you saying. Did I get it right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we're um, going to have the moon coming through to conjunct Saturn. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, the air signs will be... Kicking off the squares from the yeah, eclipse for, again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so a tricky moment, a tricky moment there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Mercury will back up into Taurus. And what is it going to do? Mars now is catching up to the sextile to Pluto. And Mercury is going to join the fray yeah. with a trine. Yeah. And so, um, you know, saber rattling, people trying to negotiate, you know, get the best deal for whatever side you're on. And the moon is in there to make sure something actually gets said. Well, yeah, yeah, and I think and I think also that again, it's sextiles, not squares, which is helpful. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. You know, I mean, you've got well, sextiles. If, if, if you've got the arrow not pointed in the right direction, oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so you're going to want to be on the side of the arrow going absolutely. in the really right I mean, direction. Yeah. Sun and Gemini might help with getting you know your mind clearer. But um, yeah, the fact that those, you know, you've got the trine. But here, look at this. So the ruler of that Mercury, now that it's, you know, going to be trining Pluto and having the power to have it say, yes. um, is conjoined your heiress, yes. right? And so if you're not hearing the voices of the people that have, you know, that are normally not heard, you're going to pay for that. And, you yeah. know, Venus is yeah. bringing forward that square. You know, it's intensifying yeah. the square between Eris and Pluto. because And to Saturn. No, that's a sextile. That's a sextile. But oh. the square to Pluto, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. No, you've got Mercury squaring Saturn. Yeah. And the nodes still. <laughs> and the nodes, yeah. But, you know, again, it's, it's, it's all sort of just maintaining that and energy of the eclipse really through the nose yeah and through yeah. The, and it's making it it's no longer the theory it's now needing action because mercury is backing up to where that eclipse took place. yeah exactly so again it's, yeah you know it's it's like we're work hunts yeah you know and so whatever is percolating mm -hmm. on that may 16th eclipse yeah mm -hmm. and yeah, and, yeah. and i think mars getting ready to jump into Aries, it's like, uh, ready, set, set go! Because, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, we're yeah, warming yeah. up to it. And I think, you know, it's probably a good thing Mercury, that we're warming up to Mercury it. hanging back in Pisces is kind of in Taurus, a little, Mercury or sorry, Mars, Mars hanging right. back in, in uh, Pisces, Pisces with Neptune for a bit. I think it's been good just to calm, uh -huh. bring a little bit more calm. And, and I mean, yeah, the waters might be a little Choppy, just, choppy. just a little, yes, but, but, but still good. Yeah. It's more mellow than Mars in, in yeah, Aries. Yeah, because once it hits, yeah. because it, then it's like heading for Jupiter. And you put Mars, Jupiter together in Aries, and the fight is now and it's over. And it's gathering yeah. up that energy from Pluto and from Mercury as it, yeah. as it heads into Aries. It's saying, okay, yeah. Take, yeah, take what we know from Mercury, 
uh, what, what's more solid because Mercury's in Taurus now. Yes, exactly. So, which is a little more solid. It's still retrograde, but it's a little more, it's slower to jump to conclusions. Yes, yes, um, which is good for an Aries circuit. Yeah. yeah, and then it's also sextile yeah. in Pluto. So it's got, again, the positive energies from those two to bring forward yeah. into yeah. Aries, I think. We can always hope. <laughs> There's always hope. Yay. Okay. So then Mars crashes the Aries benefic party. And he does that on the 24th um, into the 25th. And there we have it. So, uh, and the moon is joining that parade. So yeah. it's a bit of a gnarly day, the actual 25th. Um, and, and watch for world events because yeah. it is again the world axis that's yes. being triggered. Exactly, exactly. That zero degrees. Yeah. So what is that? That's a Wednesday. But Mars okay. and Jupiter are sextiling the sun, or the sun is sextiling them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a good thing. I think that probably helps a little bit. Yeah. 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 Bringing that energy. Of, yeah. And and you know again more clarity to the thinking because you do have Mercury retrograde. But you've got Sun and Gemini and Mars. Mars is sharp. And oh, totally Jupiter sharp. is sharp, cutting, and, goal. And Jupiter is a truth secrets, you know, shooting its arrow where it wants to go. It's using the energy of Mars to help with that. Oh, so, totally. So I think yeah. that's so as time, long as the arrow is pointed in the right direction. Well, and I think, you know, yeah. And yeah. now that Mars is in Aries, I think that's more likely, especially with the Sun yeah. sextiling from Gemini, you know. Yeah, let's make sure we got our ducks in a row here. Yes, because with Mars, Jupiter in Aries to go astray would happen fast, very fast. And you've still got Mercury trining Pluto. Yeah, that so, lasts a while because it's Mercury is it's starting to get sort of slower yeah. because it's but in it's station. Mercury, yeah. you know, Pluto trine is wanting to dig deep. Oh, yeah. So it's good that it's retrograde because it that's what retrogrades do well. Yes, is let's they, do the research and let's yes. really dig deep, not yes. just a little bit surface. of surface. No, no, we want to go right to the, the yeah. core here to yeah. get at the truth, and that's what Jupiter and Mars and Sun and Gemini, I think, are all talking about too. So, yep. uh, yeah, yeah, let's let's stop, you know, falling for the Neptune Pisces <laughs> <laughs> illusions. Illusions, yeah, um, yeah. And, and it may be very disillusioning for a lot of people. But that's actually going to be a good thing because uh -huh. the illusions are not helpful. We need truth. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this was an interesting comment. So now we're coming up to the end of the month and um, our first uh, uh, moon cycle that doesn't include the eclipses, which is always, you know, we're starting to head into the pause before, you know, because there's six months before we come up to our next set of eclipses. Yeah. But this is what one astrologer called um, Mars, Jupiter, Aries, jackass energy. <laughs> and I thought, okay, there's kind of a joyfulness in that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I think, I think that Mars, Jupiter is, is just not being afraid to say 
to say what you want to say. Yeah, say what yeah. you want to say. Right? Yeah. Oh, totally. And yeah, especially yeah. as it's sex time in the sun in Gemini. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Things will get said. Things yeah. will get said towards the end of the month. But that's Definitely. part of you know getting up. To yeah. And that's, yeah. You know, yeah. So let's have a look at the final uh, new moon, which is, it's interesting, they've been happening right at the end of the yeah. month. Yeah. yeah. Beginnings and endings. It. Yeah. Again, you know, sort of emphasizing that idea of beginnings and endings. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So it happens on the 29th on the west coast here as she cranks around the dial you got that mars uh, jupiter hanging together for yeah. a long time okay so we're getting awfully close here yep oh there so it's going to be around 4 30 in the morning on the 30th of may and it's at nine degrees of gemini um, and now Mercury is catching up to that eclipse degree. So even though it's a new moon that is not necessarily directly tied, but it is because Mercury rules this new moon. Yes. So it is still tied in. Yep. Yeah. This yeah. is not a neutral our run-of-the-mill new moon. And of course, new moons are what we use to initiate things, to start stuff. Um, you know, with that sort of 28 day cycle, mm -hmm. uh, with Mercury being retrograde in the ruler and on the eclipse degree. So if one thought they knew what the eclipses were going to be doing in their life, they might have to rethink that. Well, yeah, it's bringing moon. a new perspective. To yeah, exactly. And, exactly. And getting us to look at it more closely. Yeah. And investigate it more because it's still trying to Pluto and it's squaring yeah. Saturn. So yeah, let's have a look at this Saturnian organized thing that's going on. Yeah, and, and possibly what new structures people are putting forward. Um, you know, it was interesting on the radio today here in, in British Columbia in Canada that, um, you know, a rethink about uh, how the medical system is working and is um, providing care for people. Um, the other one was policing, which, of course, all of these are kind of Aries things, you know. Um, yeah, like there are new ideas that are starting to come forward, which is good. We need them. Um, but we have to be able to do the Saturn thing, which is making concrete. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Uranus is, is kind of getting close to the degree, of, you know, it's going to be at that, you know, next eclipse season when it is close to Saturn. Yeah, too. I'm not sure about that. I think it's at yeah. 18. Then, oh, at a, yeah. No, it does. It gets up, I think, as high as 18. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't back up too much before they do their thing. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, you know, again, as things are, yeah, moving, yeah, forward, I, moving I, forward. I don't think um, on any of the podcasts that I was listening to about this upcoming month that people really said much about the fact that that Mercury is tying it in to this eclipse. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, it's and like, you know, I mean, anything that transits the eclipse every time the moon comes around. Yes, it month, trigger, it, it triggers will, you know, it again. Which is why it, in part it is for six months because yes. it's it's a such potent energy and then it does yeah, keep and getting it stamps to stamp yeah, on the every, I mean, every time yeah. the moon squares it because it's gonna, you know. Yeah get the other things that were tied into it so yeah i think it's it's really uh 
worth watching. <laughs> yes, definitely. So we do have some time. And what Jill and I had thought we would do is just kind of take the eclipses through the houses for those folks who are tied in, which if you have uh, parts of your chart that are in the fixed sign, so that of course is uh, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, and Taurus. Um, and we're spanning degrees from 10 through 26. So yeah, yeah it's gonna catch most most people probably fixed signs. Yeah. Probably more like five to the end, right? Because yeah. really, you know, you you have the orb of influence before it actually. Yeah. yeah. So any yeah, if you're a fixed signs, be prepared. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know if being prepared, but be willing, I think is probably one yes. of the keys because your life across whatever axis that eclipse falls will re, will there'll be upheavals in it. Yes. And they may be ones you want or they may be ones you don't want, but upheaval is the given. And I think also yeah. that the um, the full moon eclipse, the lunar eclipse, which is a total lunar eclipse, yeah, um, is is more difficult generally for people because it's like a full moon. It yes. ramps up the emotions. Yeah. You know, the solar yeah. eclipse is a beginning of a cycle, whereas the, the full moon is more like the apex and the yeah. completion of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. We're getting not so, always a happy perspective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the which node is where makes a difference. Okay, so we're doing the the head of the dragon is in Taurus. And so changes there will be of the growing variety, whereas the Scorpio is of the shrinking south node, tail of the dragon variety. Yeah, I think, yeah. we're, we're, you know, where we're wanting to be is more in the Taurus end of things where we're creating the new earth or the, yes. you know, community, you know, because uh, finding our tribes and Uranus is very much about Yes, as in, in the modern perspective, it's very tied to that yeah. Aquarian. Yeah. Yep. And then yep. the south node is really about letting go. Yes. It, and and it's in a sign that wa needs wants to let, to let go. Needs yeah. to let go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, again, with the eclipses, the moon is at the south node. <laughs> so, again, it's it can be very, very intense emotionally because it is in Scorpio at, yeah. at that total lunar eclipse. And squaring Saturn, so, you know, Saturn can make things a little difficult. Okay, so let's just give a brief description of what mm -hmm. people might expect, um, depending on where this axis falls. So if it's first seventh, um, this can be health issues. Um, and it can definitely be about partnerships, whether those are personal or professional or in business. Mm -hmm. um, and so, for instance, if you've got the Scorpio side in uh, the seventh, then, um, you know, open enemies become very obvious, um, possibly. And, you know, you're at the point where you can actually just let something go, a relationship that's mm -hmm. not working or a partnership that's not working, because that's the contraction side. Whereas the 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 first house if it's a if it's a let's say it's a health issue pay attention because it could grow right it could get better you know bigger not yeah pay attention because <laughs> well, this is sure. the growth side yes or yeah. if you're wanting to put yourself out there in a new and a fresh way then this is the energy where you know you can shake up that first house image particularly with the new I mean that's the beginning yeah. of a new cycle so yeah 
Um, You know, if you've been sort of working towards something new, then Mm -hmm. that can be a time to start thinking about really implementing steps towards it. Yeah. So across your second, um, eighth, uh, this can be the shrinking, of course, could be lots of endings. Mm. Um, and then the increase can be in uh, understanding your own personal resources um, and growth in that department. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I think because it is Taurus Scorpio as well, the financial thing can be a big part of any of those yeah. things. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, the stress of, if it's health issues, it may be stress around life. Yeah, how to pay for it, et cetera, yeah. Third house, ninth house, this is shrinking. If it's Scorpio ninth house, then, you know, that course you might want to take might not be the right time. Um, If it was Taurus there, then by all means, hopefully you have the money to pursue the kind of ninth house things that you want to pursue. It can also be about letting go of, beliefs that no yes. longer serve you because yes, ninth house exactly. is about our perspective on the world and what yep. we believe to be true yep. yeah so the and death so, of a belief it, you know a lot of us really hang on to our beliefs because letting, well, it's a letting sense them of go they, they give us a sense of you security, know, security and continuity so letting them go can be difficult this is yeah. a time for being yeah. willing to let go of those yeah. beliefs that no longer serve you yeah, exactly. So third house can be about family scenarios. So if it's the Scorpio side, that could be the ending of a family scenario. Um, or if it's the Taurus, it could be, you know, a new a new being coming into a family. Yeah. Uh, you know, your mother surprisingly is pregnant again, and you're going to get a sibling, <laughs> which would be, you know, kind of classic. Okay, so fourth, tenth, um this could be easily real estate if it's scorpio um you know you could experience flooding like literally um or or you may have to let go yeah because you know again financial issues right yeah yeah um if you've lost your career yeah (laughs) yeah especially if scorpio is in the tent that could be the end of a career um, and you would make money in real estate because you moved, um, you know, so it could in- also be, um, ah. letting go of one career. Yes. Going to another, yeah. which might help your fourth house and, you know, yeah. en- enable yeah. you to, you know, have a better foundation, a foundation. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah. it's not always doom and gloom. No. Letting no. go can allow us to, like you said, letting go with one hand, you gotta, you can grasp something new. Exactly. And Scorpio is about death and regeneration. So yeah. yes, yeah. the letting go part is important and it's the hard part. Yeah. And with fixed signs, we understand this is difficult. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of the, the thing with this Taurus-Scorpio polarity is that it's very fixed science. Yes, very fixed. You know, yeah. emotionally fixed and, and mm, wanting to hold on to things yes. in Taurus. Taurus. Yeah. And and that, you know, makes yeah. you know, yeah, I think the Aquarius one you know, is they, like, they'll pull the the something out of my hand when my fingers are cold and dead. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> well and I think and I think that the other polarity of the Aquarius Leo is less, I mean it's fixed. But what fixed fire is much different than fixed earth. Right? Oh, totally, totally. And fixed yeah. air is, you know, much, yes. yeah, much more possible. Possible. Yeah. Know? Whereas the earth, 
earth, earth and emotion. Water, yeah, earth and no. water. I yeah, mean, those yeah. are emotional yeah. and, and material, like yeah. security. Yeah, exactly. Because they're very much more about security than the Aquarius. Leo, they're Leo. Yes. Signs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> she says with a stellium in Scorpio. Yeah. yeah. And you have a moon at Taurus. So together I we're do. changing. I have Mars in Scorpio too. Yeah. I'm sunny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know about pigs. Yes, she does. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Uh, 5th, 11th. Now, in traditional astrology, these are the good houses. And so if you are so blessed to have, you know, either Scorpio or Taurus on the 5th and vice versa on the 11th, this particular eclipse may not be as challenging as it is for some of us. Um, it's bound to be about who's your audience, who's your tribe versus, you know, children and your creativity and gambling. And so gambling, if you've got Scorpio in the fifth, might not be a good idea. Mm. Um, selling your product to a larger audience. If you've got Taurus in the 11th, that might actually work. Yeah. And with the 11th house, if you've got Scorpio there to it, you might be letting go of friends who are not they're toxic. I mean, yes, Scorpio yes, is toxicity. Yes, too. yes exactly. So you Good might one. Have, I like that. You yeah. might have friends that, you know, you're kind of been hanging on to, but you know, being around them is, you know, you're, it's not good for you. So yeah. you have to let them go in order to find yeah. like your new tribe. Like I was yeah. talking about the, yeah. the, yeah. the uh, Uranus in Taurus, you know, finding your tribe can be wonderful and enhancing for yes. you, whereas hanging on to people who are actually kind of toxic is not a good idea. Yes, yes. You know, and you're, you know, in the fifth, I guess your your relation, you might have to let go of a child who's ready to move on. <laughs> Ooh, leave, good one, good one. Yes, yes, Because that yes, can be yes. a real wrench, especially oh. if you've got the Taurus energy that wants to hold on. <laughs> yes, it's mine, it's mine. Yeah, so me. again, there are, there are, you know, there's, yeah. there's possible, Yes. Positives to the letting go end of things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So our final combination is probably maybe the hardest ones. This is six to 12. Mm -hmm. And even in modern astrology, the sixth house and the 12th house can be challenging. Um, in ancient, it was the 12th, of course, was considered the worst of the worst. Um, and the sixth was just like slaves. So well, it <laughs> wants to be there. Yeah, slaves, <laughs> and it's also our health. You know, oh, totally. The, totally. The service yeah. to the physical body. So if yeah. you haven't been serving your physical body well, yeah, then, then you will be uh, have accumulated toxins, which is the Scorpio thing. Yeah, and you and better you, purge. <laughs> you might want to do a really good detox if yes. you've got that sex yeah. node in your sixth house exactly and with exactly. the 12th it, uh, you know you might need some psychological help yes if scorpio is there if scorpio is there. yeah whereas if it's the taurus the reverse of this it'll be your greed that lands you in 12th house jail or uh you just might find yourself being of service um possibly beyond your own capacity well i think yeah. it, it may be about hmm. spiritual values as well Ah, yes, right? yes, moving, yes, to really move, make them again, solid. moving more towards your, yes, you know, solidifying and, yeah, yeah. and what do I value and what is, yeah. you know, yeah. really helping me on a spiritual level. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so in the sixth, and in the sixth house, it is about, yeah, looking after the body. So if you've got habits and, you know, you need to 
break those habits in order to move into a healthier balance in your body. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it could be that if you're if you do have a North Node Taurus sixth house, that your service is actually rewarded. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. 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 Where it's acknowledged. And with Uranus in there, yeah. you know, as well. It's it can be it could be a breakthrough it where could it's be a breakthrough where yeah. you are acknowledged, but also yeah. in terms of health, it can be a breakthrough in yes. I can finally let go of this habit and find a healthier yeah. way of eating or more exercise whatever whatever yeah, yeah. that yeah. serves my body and yeah in, in yeah keeping it. because the 12th house is about self-undoing which is things that we don't want to look at that we actually need to look at yeah. that's undermining what we're doing and how we're living yeah, yeah. so this yeah. you know i mean it takes a little work to oh yeah to, yes. to work with these yes. eclipses because they yeah. will take us to places that are not comfortable yes but exactly. in going there yeah. um the rewards are great yeah you know yeah yeah there's sort of reset buttons that we all need from time to time yeah yeah totally yeah yeah so it's a it's a very powerful month, month. it is <laughs> and beyond um, yeah i mean i think the rest of the year really is going to be yeah yeah amazingly. we're not we're, we're not off the hook by any stretch but um yeah we are just talking about may yeah yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's yeah well just thinking i was thinking <laughs> yeah. in terms of the eclipse being yeah. six months thing, exactly you yes. know we takes, will revisit these which, may themes in what is it october november yeah well yeah, the, yeah. And, and they'll pop up in in our future yes as from the time squares to time, and as things trigger them and whatnot so because yeah. you, you will notice oh yeah there those the, degrees have been stamped the themes <laughs> the themes that are up at the time of the eclipse are going to be yeah We'll um, be visiting them again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so. Okay, we are down to two minutes. Really? So, and do we have a topic for next week? I don't know. Do I, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we will. We will. Yes, we will. We'll and, come up with something. Um, I just might forego doing these shows live just because I like having clear voice yes. recordings their voice yeah. recordings are good yeah yeah, yeah. So. makes this makes a little more flexible too yes it does it does flexibility so. is a good thing for us fixed signs it you think <laughs> <laughs> okay folks well thank you very much for listening and just a reminder you have been listening to 90.1 fm kafat regions community radio station and uh yeah so bye bye <laughs> see you next week yeah